Hello everyone, Sam here. This episode is uh, another one of my uh, random, I don't know, op-ed, editorial, uh, commentary talks of what's going on today in the world. Um, So I posted a question on social media in regards to the presidential election. I said, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? And what will the next four years look like? And I got some responses. So we're going to look at the responses. And I have a response of my own. So, this episode is entitled, What Kind of Day Will It Be? I'm Sam Logan, and this is the podcast, The Story Is. The podcast where we talk about the past, the very present, and the personal. So what is going to happen on November 3rd? I'm recording this on Sunday, and the election will be on Tuesday. And many people are wondering what will happen. Many polls have been uh, put out there. Um, state by state, general, national. And they are all pretty close and favoring the Democrat nominee, Joe Biden, but they're all fairly close. So many people are wondering, including myself, what is going to happen? And I was curious, I know I have my opinion, but... I was curious what other people thought, and I did the dangerous thing of posting this on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I got some responses. And I've uh, redacted the names, because the names are all good, nice people who I respect and know, but uh, they um, I didn't talk to them. They don't know that I'm necessarily uh, sharing the response, so... I'm going to share the response, but not necessarily attach their name to it, because I don't think that's fair to them. So here are the uh, answers or responses to my post. The first one that arrived said simply, Trump will win. God put him there the first time, and he will again. Now that's an interesting response. Um... One, because it defies the uh, logic of many of the polls, which does actually make sense considering the polls didn't favor uh, Trump last time, but the margin was uh, a little uh, tighter than what we're looking at today. Uh, In the general election, uh, Hillary Clinton was four percentage points ahead of Donald Trump at this point in the race, whereas uh, Joe Biden is 10%. But again, the polls were wrong, and this responder is uh, not believing the polls again, which which I can understand. His other logic is that God put him there, and that God will put him there again. Uh, This is not a a foreign thought that I have not been aware of before and that I haven't heard expressed uh, in religious circles. Um, And... In one area, yes, I understand this, uh, because uh, 
religiously, if you do believe in God, you believe that God is ultimately in control of everything. Um, so you could, one can say that God put or allowed Donald Trump to be elected to the White House four years ago. And you could say that it is God that will allow or place Donald Trump in the White House again. But it is also, if one uh, believes in the free will and wisdom of God, he may very well also choose not to place Donald Trump in the White House again. And the religious fear, I'll just get into it now, the religious fear of some of those who I, I, I find fascinating because there is the, oh, we've got to get Donald Trump in there. Um, the big argument was for uh, Donald Trump putting in judges, which interestingly enough, if your argument was for Donald Trump to be president for the judges, hasn't he already done his job? There are no more spots to fill. He filled all of them. So what would be the argument for voting for Donald Trump again? Hmm. Um, the other argument from the, uh, from the religious end is, unfortunately, I hear the same religious people who say that's, that God wants Donald Trump into the White House. They also would say, we got to vote for for President Trump. Because, oh, if Joe Biden gets into the White House, oh boy. And I find that response weird. And I've heard that more than once. Oh, if those Democrats get into the White House, oh boy. If Obama gets elected again, oh boy. From religious people. If you're afraid of the Democrats getting back into the White House, I'm... If you're genuinely worried, if things don't go God's way, I ponder how big is the size of your God? I wonder if you were truly, you as a religious person are truly dreading the Democrat control of the United States government as it was a few, not so many years ago under President Obama. Um... I, I have to wonder, with all this fear, where is your faith at? Is it in government or is it in God? Hmm. Let's continue on with the other responses. Another response says, Biden. Both are terrible choices, of course, but Trump's leadership, the inability to control and compose himself, is mind-blowing, especially as the President of the United States. Where's the integrity and respect? Forget the name calling and yelling over others. We learn as young children not to present ourselves the way he does, and here he is getting celebrated. I say a follower of him, let's see it says here, I saw a follower of him say he chooses not to get hung up on his uncouth pers personality for some of the good he's done. When I asked about overlooking the 25-plus women accusing Trump of sexual misconduct, rape, assault, the interviews, he himself had surrounding what he believed he was entitled to when it came to women at the pageants. He stopped responding. Yes, the, uh, 
the the president's uh, past is uh, far from admirable. Um, And most of the support for Donald Trump comes from the judges. And also, uh, what is it, the King David comparison. Um, But strangely enough, the King David comparison, for those who are wondering of the non-religious sort, uh, King David in the Old Testament, the king of Israel, he was a leader, ruler, described as a man after God's own heart. But then he committed adultery. And then he had the woman who he cheated with, her husband, arrange it so that he would die in battle. And the difference between Donald Trump and King David is that when King David was confronted with his faults and with what he did wrong, he admitted it and confessed it and wanted to make it right. I have yet to see President Trump do much of that, though he did do some sort of a apology after the uh, Access Hollywood tape came out. Let's continue on to the next response. The answer is Trump, and he deserves it. He's proven that the Republican Party can transform to be the party of the people, while the Dems became the party of the powerful and corrupt elite. Our nation realizes that people need to be free to live their own lives and their own choices. Government isn't the answer. Interesting. Okay, so this respondent believes that President Trump deserves it and that he's proven that the Republican Party can transform the party of the people. Interesting. I wonder which people he's referring to. The powerful and the, the, that the Dems are the party of the powerful and the corrupt elite, which I also don't understand when their party is the party that is in the White House. Um, corrupt, I can understand, as uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, is rarely, if not corrupt. Um, that's that's uh, that's not a uh, rare occurrence. People being free to live their own lives, all, all sounds well and good, make their own choices. Mm. I don't think the Democrats would uh, disagree with people being able to make their own choices. Um, government isn't the answer. That's, that's interesting. That's a, that's a classic, uh, conservative phrase. The government not being the answer, uh, was it, uh, the government is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. One of the great, uh, Ronald Reagan phrases, um, which to a point I understand that, you know, we don't want government, uh, reaching and controlling into our lives. Um, but if government isn't the answer, uh, why are you voting? I don't know. I I wonder. But I, I appreciate the contribution. Let's see here. Biden. I don't like either choice. Mm, I'm sensing a theme. But I believe Biden is the best option for my LGBTQIA plus friends, family, and my um, black, indigenous, people of color, friend, and family. Who, uh, for women's rights, bodily autonomy, and for the climate? Uh, that would that makes uh, that makes sense, especially if all those issues are um, areas that you're concerned with. 
the Democratic Party clearly has a more clear stance on those areas than the Republican Party, which kind of is at best is looking for nuance or in other cases, when it comes to certain social issues, either ignores them um, or just doesn't understand them. Uh, it, it's, it's, um, especially in the area of, uh, the, the climate, they, they're, they're still waiting for the science. Um, and the other response I got on Twitter was they think Biden is going to win. They want Biden to win and they're predicting more intense partisanship, which I can also understand. Well, why don't we take a pause? And I'll let you know my final thoughts. Are you a Democrat? Republican? Independent? Do you know what your party stands for? Based on everything and everyone is saying, most of what's going on on the right and the left is fear. More than ever, we aren't talking about differing visions for the country, but the fear of what the other party will do. Again, that phrase of, oh, if the, if the Democrats get in there, oh, if the Republicans get in there, oh, what's going to happen? Um, there's also a lack of uh, weird en- <laughs> of enthusiasm. You notice the responders who said that Biden was, they think Biden's going to win, but they don't really like either choice. Uh, it's kind of a running theme. Uh, most of the uh, polling, especially of uh, millennials, uh, have found they that support Joe Biden. Most of them are supporting Joe Biden because they don't want Trump to win, not necessarily out of enthusiasm for Joe Biden. The number one issue of this election, strangely enough, is not immigration, not taxes, not Social Security, not the Supreme Court, not even the COVID-19 p- pandemic. James Carville said that the number one issue of the 2020 election is President Donald Trump. With many things going on, I actually think the number one issue of the 2020 election is fear. In my lifetime, I've observed a fair amount of presidential elections and midterm elections and uh, how people reacted to them, what their thoughts were. And though my circles and uh, people of influence that I've been around have varied from the uh, conservative uh, to the liberal, what I've found uh, this year sticking out to be a lack of enthusiasm and a whole lot of fear. With all these things going around, I was reminded of a proverb. Proverbs 29 says... Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I believe fear has caused us to lose our vision for our country. What question that few people answered in my survey was, what will the next four years look like? And I don't blame them. It's an impossible question. We can't know what will happen, but we know what we're afraid of. 
We, are, we have a very clear vision of our fear, and we are worried our fears will become reality. Yet we aren't willing to admit our fears are also uncertain. We don't know, but we do know what we're afraid of. We are in need of confidence and faith. Confidence in our system, in ourselves, in our society. The past four years, we've seen a lot of those things break down. We've been made to question our democratic process. Mostly because our faith in elections was attacked four years ago by the left, casting doubt upon the process. And now this year, it is being attacked by the right. And both four years ago and today, it is probably uh, being attacked by, or trying to be, by Russia and by China. They're trying to, but I'm hoping and don't think they will. I don't think they succeeded four years ago, and I don't think they will today. But what they're trying to do, especially these foreign countries, is to erode our confidence in our elections, to break us down. Now, we are stressed. We're stressed about envelopes in Pennsylvania and whatever happens in Florida, because Florida is unpredictable and no one knows why things happen in Florida. Some think in the event Biden wins, that President Trump won't leave the White House. Now, I can see a way that the president could hold things up, uh, similar to the 2000 presidential election, where the results would be in dispute and brought to the courts. There is a process for this, these types of disputes, and it will take its course and things will end. Now, what I can't see is a clear victory for Biden and the president and President Trump just refuses to leave the White House because if he does, if he won't be the president anymore by noon on Inauguration Day. It doesn't matter if he stays in the White House when or if he's no longer the president, he has to leave. No matter the outcome of the election, the coronavirus isn't going away. Racism isn't going away. Our need to treat our planet with respect isn't going away. Issues like these can are best addressed by people, not presidents. We have the ability to make the right choices on how we respond to these issues. The moment we stop attacking as if we are under attack, simply because we are presented with a proposal to help other people, to help the planet, to reform our policing system, we should see an opportunity to do the right thing. When all we need is to find empathy for others, we can solve these issues sooner than any president. We are afraid because we throw so much of our hopes and our fears and our faith on the government so that if the wrong person is in the office, our reaction is that we are doomed. Whoever is in the White House... Whoever wins this election, 
we still have the responsibility and the power to do the right thing. Do I know who will win? No. If I had to guess, I, um, I think it's based off of all the polling that I've seen. Um, I would have to venture to guess that Joe Biden's probably going to win, but it is going to be a close one. Because he's leading in many polls, but many of those leads are quite tight. Some close to the margin of error. I do think if God put President Donald Trump in the White House, God is capable of removing him. I hope we see less partisanship, though I'm afraid we're going to see more. I hope either way we've learned crying wolf has consequences. The left has spent election after election calling Republicans like Mitt Romney and John McCain monsters and racists so that by the time President Trump came along, it fell upon deaf ears. The right kept calling every Democrat a socialist until that name became a badge of honor to be called one. I hope the right sees that if they want to be the home of the Christian right, they should stop the idolatry of Donald Trump and find some actual principles. I hope the left sees that if you keep mocking and demonizing the religious people, they aren't going to vote for you. And some religious people need to stop giving the left fuel for their cause by saying and doing outrageous things like protesting funerals and making signs that say, God hates, insert liberal cause here, or a group of people here. Now, do I know what kind of day it will be? No. But I do know our job of being decent human beings continues. That means not wasting any energy on hating people. Not wasting any energy on fearing what we can't change and doing what we can for positive change. Empathy, actual tolerance, which I never see, and not theoretical tolerance, which I hear so much about. Also not burning things down, but building things up. I hope that the day is not controlled by fear, but rather by vision. Fear causes us to burn things down. Vision causes us to build things up. No matter who wins, we cannot lose our vision for a better, fairer, kinder, safer country tomorrow. The American experiment continues. Don't give up. Don't leave the country. And don't lose your vision. Without vision, we will perish. I'm Sam Logan. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Thank you very much for listening. And I do plan on still doing a mailbag episode about the Christian college experience. Thing is, I need your mail. So please, send me your thoughts, reactions, and questions uh, about the Christian College Experience uh, series to thestoryispodcast at gmail.com. That is thestoryispodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts and reactions to the series and maybe some questions I didn't cover that I'd love to hopefully answer for you. Uh, and I will all, and as usual, be uh, joined by my wife, uh, Katie, unless scheduling uh, 
doesn't allow so. So, until next time, I'm Sam. Thanks for listening.